0: Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we will contrast two very different retirements and their investing implications. NPR's Weekend Edition recounts the story of retiring Indiana State employee Bob Vollmer. What makes the Department of Natural Resources employee's departure a national news story, rather than just an occasion for the conveyance of a gold watch at a retirement party in Indianapolis, is Vollmer's packing it in at age 102. While the NPR story didn't get into the financial details, I think it is fair to infer from some of the story's details that Vollmer is in good stead money-wise. Among the projects he's considering in his retirement is the addition of a swimming pool. In stark contrast to this, TD Ameritrade just released its most recent of an ongoing series of Harris Poll surveys of the American public taking the pulse of retirement in our times. I found its last panel the most interesting. Of 733 retirees, the survey found that half of the group retired earlier than they would have liked. Health issues were the top reason cited, accounting for 38% of unexpected early retirements, layoffs accounted for 22%, and caregiving responsibilities for 11%. Given the widespread incidence of this pattern of early retirement, I will dub our retiree from this category John Q. Public. I think we can assume that Mr. Public will not be adding a new swimming pool as Mr. Vollmer is now thinking to do. Also, it is reasonable to assume that Mr. Public will experience strained retirement finances, as indeed we know from corroborating surveys also arriving at 50% of the public whose retirement income is expected to be less than their pre-retirement standard of living, according to the Boston College Center for Retirement Research. This points to a major problem in the retirement savings world, which advisors need to be aware of and correct. It is well known that people get serious about retirement savings in their 50s. Indeed, the law enshrines this custom, with various catch-up provisions that permit this cohort to increase their annual retirement contributions. There is an understandable logic to this. People in their 50s recognize that retirement may be a decade or so away and they're eager to correct their savings deficiency. They've also often reached peak earnings that make extra savings plausible, and at least in the past, this was often an age whose financial responsibilities eased as adult children formed households of their own, although this is less common today. But you can already see the problem with this. If most people don't kick their retirement savings into high gear until their 50s, and at some point prior to retirement, half of them discontinue their work involuntarily, then the plans of somewhere close to half the population will be undermined by circumstances they did not anticipate. As former Wall Street Journal columnist Jonathan Clements has framed it, the paycheck, or lack thereof, determines one's financial possibilities. What can financial advisors do about this? In my podcast last Tuesday, I gave the example of a young person who put away $24,000 on a one-time basis in an investment averaging 7% for 40 years, who would have nearly $400,000 awaiting him at retirement. What I didn't say, but will do now, is that had that same person put away a tenth of that, or $2,400, but each and every year for 40 years at the same rate of return, he'd find close to $600,000 waiting for him. The lesson in this is that if one starts young, they avoid the risk of having the rug pulled out from under their feet. That brings us back to Bob Vollmer. I can't say that NPR's story, which I've linked to my Seeking Alpha article page, reveals the secret sauce that has given him such staying power, but it does reveal a few things, such as a desire to remain active, a positive attitude towards other people, and longevity on his mother's side. I put the attitudinal qualities first because a great genetic endowment is of little use without it. Indeed, great genes, but a reluctance to work and earn, could turn out to be an enormous problem for people as lives increasingly extend to very late ages. But in contrasting Bob Vollmer and John Q. Public, the biggest distinction is certainly psychological rather than biological. A wise person once said that aging is for apes, by which he meant that when you start aping the character you've labeled yourself with, that is when you grow old. In contrast, staying young is the province of those who see each new day is filled with possibilities who believe they can change, adapt, and grow. I don't mean to callously blame John Q. Public for the bad luck of coming down with a disabling disease. I just wonder if the Bob Vollmers out there somehow making it to 102 in a job requiring them to wade into poison ivy, climb hills, and survey land in below freezing temperatures has something to do with this sort of indomitable spirit. It's worth having this conversation with clients, and in any event, galvanizing their savings, if not their spunk. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.